We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday, December 30th by Jordan Cooper, the last uh, podcast of the decade. Is that how, what I'm supposed to be doing? Talking about Th- stuff like that? Does the decade count? Like, is 2020 part of the decade? Oh my so gosh, it's two, right. 2010 to 2019 or is it 2011 to 2020? Doesn't no, it's now. Me. It's now. People like round numbers and 2000. 20 is rounder than 2021 or 2019. So we're going to say it's the last one of the decade because that's, I mean, I see my entire Twitter timeline is just filled with like the best whatevers of the decade. So I I can't imagine that anybody's actually fighting this strongly enough. I didn't see it last year. I'm not going to see it next year. Right. Right. Anyway, we're here to talk about the new year's day premier league slate, uh, which is a six gamer. We have another one of these uh, multi uh, time or multi lock times, which we have gotten used to not having. Um, this one's actually worse than the one we had last weekend because we have three games kicking off at 10 a.m. Eastern, and then three at 12:30, including a Man City game, which is always fun to have on a late slate. You looking forward to it? I'm never. I never look forward to slates. <laughs> not these soccer slates. Although I got bailed out in the last one. Oh. That I well, the, the past late, I, I planned to play James Madison, 
and then he wasn't in, and then mm-hmm. I pivoted to Kane, and he got a penalty bailout. So yeah, that was a nice like, one. Well, I mean, but a lot of people had more uh, problem in the forward slot. Like it was it was one of those slates this this past slate where because of the split times, you like I had to think in terms of opportunity cost. Yes, in playing like James Ward Prowse or Grealish or one of those guys, and then plan out like what if this doesn't happen and way do I take the thing from the early game or do I just leave myself optionality and go from there and I went with the optionality approach of like if I would have known all these lineups when they first came out like my my lineup would have looked a lot different oh sure but I'm 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 I was assuming that a lot of my opponents were filling a forward slot from a late game and I wasn't sure if that was if that would limit my optionality. Mm-hmm. So that's the main reason why I played Almiron with Sigurdsson to just fill the forward slot and then leave my two midfielder and utility slots open for because I could still play more in that position. Mm-hmm. I could I could still play Kane in a utility, which I did. Uh I could there's always Buendia there if Erickson's not in. You know, I could play La Celso. I could, I have a defender slot open. I play. Uh, I could play Pereira if he's in. I could play Aurier. I could play Fuchs. I could. St- I still have a midfield spot open for Albrighton. In that, so like I I planned those like swaps where it's like if I put James Ward Prowse in here, like I can't like I've like I've halved the things that happen if James Madison is not in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Like I view this as one of those types of slates, and that's why I I I may be able to make the case that in cash games uh, you play no man city players. I I think I agree, and I think I think that the pricing on this slate this this is not slam dunk pricing. No, I I that that's why I look <laughs> I look I look at the efficiency of the pricing and go. Like Man City are the biggest favorite there mm-hmm. at home, but like their prices are actually efficient. Yeah, from a floor perspective, so like do you, do you leave the optionality? Do you not leave the optionality? Do you fill a forward slot with the Man City player? I think the the on a lot of slates when we have Man City is a big favorite, and this is not like humongous. It, it's huge for soccer. Three eighty one is is big, mm-hmm. but it's not minus one thousand. Right. Uh that a lot of times it's like, well, you know, you play, you play, you play a De Bruyne, you play, you know, one of the forward eligible players, and then you move on, and then you build the rest of your lineup, type of things. Like, it's a six game slate. We have enough. Like, there's, I see guys in games that have twelve point floors. Oh yeah, that like I could play and just like Man City has the highest upside. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the ceilings on all their players are higher, but from a floor perspective. I mean, we shouldn't ignore that the best floor play on the slate plays for Man City. Just in a raw point right. perspective. Right, but also, you know, we, we also have the second highest floor player mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that also plays the same position at a similar at a similar enough price. Yep. So looking at the, the slate as a whole, going through as we normally do, Man City minus 381 favorites at home to Everton. That totals around three and a half. And then we get the next biggest favorite would be Leicester City. Yes, Leicester yep. City minus 168 away to Newcastle. Two and a half total. And then West Ham. Everything's 
everything's kind of picking pick at this point. Yeah. Right. Well, well, at West Ham minus one hundred four currently. Oh, okay. At home to Bournemouth with David Moyes as the new manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful. I, did, 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 are they ever going to hire anything like in the Premier League, like new managers? Like it's just like just recycle. Just get the recycle bin and just throw the, so throw someone in. Ironically, this is this happened to them already. Like they hired him to save them. He saved them and they canned him. Right. <laughs> now they're like, oh, never mind. But they're minus one oh four favorite at home to Bournemouth. That's around two and three quarter total. And then we get like a, most of these pickums. Tottenham plus one fourteen away to Southampton. That's kind of surprising, they're, isn't it? Southampton are actually out at like they're seven points clear of like the relegation zone. Like they've actually Yeah, but done well. Yeah. Tottenham just drew to Norwich. Yeah. Right? And should have lost three it. quarters total. Wolves plus one thirty one away to Watford. Mm-hmm. That's a low total, two and a quarter. That's the lowest on the slate. Right. And then we got Norwich technically favored, plus one forty five at home to Crystal Palace. And that's an under. That's two and a half, two two point four mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's not so enough for at, a Man City stack? I don't know. How do you have the money for that? Yeah. I I think the biggest issue that I had on this slate is that it felt like there were two obvious non-Man City forwards that you could play, and there are about 17 midfielders I wanted to play. Right. And when I, you put all that together, why am I playing Man City? Which is feels incredibly stupid to say. Right. But here we are. But to me, I think, okay, being that we don't have... We're not going to have the Man City lineup mm-hmm. when Lock hits. They're all close enough in price, though. Right. It's not like we have one that's like ten four, and the rest are nine thousand. Like the well, I mean, De Bruyne is 10, De Bruyne. 9, De Bruyne is midfield yeah. and then from the forwards, but, yeah. Right. But I'm like, I'm more inclined to play Mares at nine two than any of the other forward options. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just yeah. a matter of like you can't slot. You you would have to slot like Aguero in, and then. Use Aguero, Sterling, or Mo- like they're the ninety six hundred, ninety four hundred, ninety two hundred. Yep. Because if Mara doesn't start and you have him, you're you're dead. I mean, you can maybe, go down to Bernardo. Maybe Bernardo, maybe. yeah, right. But the problem, I think the the main issue that I'm having is that like in all for all intents and purposes, I want to play Kevin De Bruyne, but do you, I? It's kind of weird to say with the highest floor player in the league. Is the opportunity cost in midfield too high to play him? To play him, yeah. Right, it, it it almost feels like if you play him at midfield, you're gonna have to dinky do your forwards, mm-hmm. or you or you're gonna have to punt a midfield slot at 4K with a guy that you shouldn't be playing, like on a slate like this. Yeah, I think the easy way is just to look at the two v two. Like, we'll get to the we'll get to them, but it's like just like you said, it's De Bruyne and a 4K versus you know Madison. Although Madison's not that much further, but. Right, Madison. You can probably get five or six k, and those guys are better. Obviously, they're more expensive. I, I don't. But. I don't think there's an optimal build with the current lineup. Says they, I think they're going to come out with mm-hmm. that. You play De Bruyne and Madison. I agree with that. I mean, you can do it. You're just punting literally every position. Like you're going to have to place two six k forwards, punting to def- like you, like you just pretty much have to. You're going to have to half your lineup is going to be like four k punts. I don't know if it's that bad. But it's bad enough. But it's, yeah. Do you think it's silly that we keep 
not talking about midfield, but like, do you think it's, there's an optimal build without Madison and De Bruyne? Yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's absolutely a viability. Okay. You go I right think, down that, the middle. I think you end up doing that if you pay up for Mares or one of these Man City forwards. Yes. So uh, we, we typically don't have to cover like Man City. It, it is what it is. Like yeah. De Bruyne at midfield is the floor play. I know we're talking about forward currently, but it's that. And then it's just all the forward options. Right. It's... You're not playing any of these guys for their floor. Right. You can't. Aguero has the highest anytime goal scoring odds, but I mean, you're, you're essentially playing them for mm-hmm. goals. Yep. and assists, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to put things into perspective, does it seem weird to say that the highest-priced, highest-floor player is Adama Traore? Uh, um, I guess. I just I don't just, know how you go into the slate plan, paying for him. I, that, that's exactly that's the point that I'm making. I'm doing the thing that I'm doing the run around, yeah. uh, like you bring, oh, and then oh, you know, like that type of thing. <laughs> right. I, I take a look and go. I think Traore has has a high floor, mm-hmm. but I just I maybe it's a mental block. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking this way. We're both thinking this way of like, how do you pay eighty eight hundred for Traore and not just plug in one of the Man City forward eligible players? Because I mean, it's. Yeah, even if you say that Traore has a one-point higher floor than any of those other guys. Like, all those guys have much higher ceilings at home against Everton than Traore does on the road against Watford. What's the, nu- what's the number, though, that makes it worthwhile? Like, is it, if his floor is six points higher, does it have to be eight points higher? Like, what is the... I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. But you have to fill a forward spot. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I take a look and I go, yeah, Traore has a floor. But, I mean, if he... Traore could could give me, without a goal or an assist, 10 points, possibly. I, I'm actually looking at it the other way, though. I'm saying whatever I think Traore's floor is, it's not so much, why don't I just pay up for the Man City guys? It's, is there anyone below him who is within a few points that I would just play them for cheap? Right. Okay, of course. But, I mean, I'm putting it in perspective of if— I think if you're if you're sitting there going, I have Traore in my forward slot. I think you should find the the up to eight hundred to just get Aguero, Sterling, Jesus, Mara, whoever's starting. Get get one of those guys because just the ceilings, like the floors of those guys, may be like six or seven, but the ceilings are thirty. Yeah. So like, is it worth to get to like, oh, if Traore just sits there and gets ten, like that did like eighty eight hundred, like. I'm perfectly fine with Sterling 7. But Sterling 7 could also be a Sterling 40. I don't Traore is less likely to be like Oh, I need I, I should have played Traore's 37. Like I I don't I don't I don't see that. The irony is that two games ago he had 31.8 against Man City. Right. Like I'm not sure his ceiling I I think we I I think well, based you... on goal scoring, I mean, we just go based on goal scoring odds and the total of the game. Like Wolves Watford is a lower total, and they're on a wayside. I mean, like it's just and they and the the option, you know, Jimenez could score. Like if Jimenez scored, like the ceiling for Traore comes from goals and assists. Like we're not we're not questioning his peripheral stats, but he's like he's not the main goal. He's not the main goal scoring option. The problem with Man City that we always have is that they're all goal scoring options. Well, that that was what I was about to say is that you're looking at. It feels like you're more saying uh, you're comparing the 
ceiling of Traore to Aguero, Sterling, Mares, but that almost you're doing that with the expectation that all of those guys hit their ceiling. Obviously, they can't all their hit their ceilings at the same game. I mean, yes, right. we've seen you it, just but it's have to highly pick the unlikely. Right, one. right? You just have to pick the right one, I guess. Right. So that's but, always the problem. But so what I'm saying though is that you can't look at Triori's ceiling and say like, oh, it's lower than all those guys. Like he only has to beat one of them because it's unlikely that other people have multiple Man City guys. True. Correct. But I still like I, I still prefer the forwards that are below this range anyway. Right. <laughs> That's where I'm going. From 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 a from a floor from perspective. a floor perspective. Yeah. Right. So we're getting down into this. Obviously, all the goal like if you want to play Vardy, Kane, Jimenez, Ings, or whatever, whoever. I mean, whoever you want to name, just fine. Have GPP it up. Have have fun. Uh, let's talk about Tottenham. Okay. If Lucas Mora starts without Ericsson. I mean, he would be a fine play at 7,300, right? Um, Assuming we have a one-game sample size where he did take free kicks. Um, I am going in, and I actually ended up feeling this way this past weekend, that if he started, I was out. I, I was very in, but... If who started? Lucas. If If Lucas had started, I was not going to play him anyway. Okay. And I don't think I need to play him, even if it looks like he's getting the set pieces. Right. As weird as that sounds. Oh, how about, would you say the same about Lamella? Um, probably. I, I don't think on this slate, the Tottenham pieces are priorities. No, no. I think they're fine. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they're fine, but I don't think they're priorities. Yeah. I just don't think that. I, I think the, the set piece floors, uh, at this price is really only viable. If you play Ericsson. Right. Like, I have no interest in Assuming paying. that Erickson starts. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, if, if Erickson doesn't start, I'm not saying, like, oh, well, then I'll just play Lucas or I'll play Lamella. Right. Like, I, Erickson is really the only Tottenham set-piece taker I want. Right. And we'll know that, that it's a 10 a.m. Right, that's it's an early game. Right, yeah. it's an early game, so it's fine. Now let's talk about Watford. Mm-hmm. Delefeu, even Asmala Sar, mm-hmm. he has a floor. I played Almiron over Sar, and I was so back and forth, and I was so angry I ended up on Almiron. Totally results-based. Yeah, but Sar got injured in the last— I mean, like, I I get—yeah, he was viable. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I don't play it. It wasn't a bad move. If you played him, yeah, no, I don't he, think it's bad. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you're playing one of those— It's the same thing with the Sigurdsson game before. It's like right. you're playing someone in that range, probably, in this type of construction, and, you know, it's, it's at worst— it's a fifty four forty six type of decision. Sure. So it's like you're not you're not completely off. Yeah. But do you think they're they're in play? I mean, I think they're vi- I think they're both viable against Wolves. I think they're both efficiently priced. I agree. I'm not thrilled about playing them. But I mean you gotta play two forwards. Yeah, I think I'm more likely to play Sar than Lucas or Lamella. Okay. But I still don't think you need that. No. And I think there are options even below this. Oh, yeah. There are options all over the place. Like, for the number of guys we've already discussed is why I'm like, I don't need any of these Man City guys. Right. Exactly. Do you think Gelfie Sigurdsson's in play at 6,500 away to Man City? Yes, I do. 
Dude, I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's a must must play, but I think he's right. definitely worthy of being in the conversation. Right, but you have to consider him, assuming that he starts. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way as how, how would you treat like Buendia? How would you treat like Ward Prowse? How would you treat like a guy with a monopoly? Yeah, Matinho at sixty five hundred. Sixty five hundred. Yeah. Right against Man City as the biggest underdog. Mm-hmm. I think he's efficiently priced. Yeah. I'm like, not playing him at 8,000, but I don't have to. Right. But but I'm also not like trying to jam him in. I'm like, oh, well, he's too cheap. I'm going to play him in the, as the yes. set-piece taker of the biggest Correct. underdog. Yes, I'm yes. just saying that he's efficient. Like, I don't I don't think you – if I saw him in a lineup, I'd be like, okay. I mean, it, it is what it is. He's well, priced – technically, even though he's been around this – you know, around 7,000 before, like, right now, in a favored matchup – Sigurdsson probably is oh, is over a nine thousand dollar player. Yeah, that, I mean, I that came up in the Discord this weekend that when he he had another classic, it's like peak Sigurdsson is back, and I was like, oh, he's going to be fourteen thousand on this next slate. And it's like, oh, wait, he's actually at Man City. Like, he'll stay cheap. Sixty five is actually less than I thought he was going to be. Right, but I don't I think mean, he could, needs to be more expensive. I just thought he would be. Right, but picture your picture in this type of matchup when it was Man City versus Leicester, James Madison would be like seventy eight hundred. Exactly. Exactly. And be like, well, it's still James Madison. I mean, you'd, and, he's efficient and for that. It's a forward spot. Right. Although we've talked about a number of guys. I still think you play. could go even lower. I agree. I think Zaha's in play. Yeah, and that's I think the thing Antonio's that's, that's in play. At, I think Antonio's in play. I think Zaha's both. I think both of them. Yeah, I agree. You can still and go they're, lower. They're, you can still go lower, but I'm just saying with Antonio and Zaha, assuming Antonio starts, mm-hmm. and you're not going to know that. Correct. Zaha, I can't see like Zaha as as long as he's as long as long as he has two legs. I think he plays 90 minutes every game for Crystal Palace. Like it's they're such uh, a, they're at the same time anyway, though. So like if you have one, you could pivot to the other. Right, you could pivot to the other. Right, but you're not going to know that at 10 a.m. long. But like Zaha, like I, I, Zaha had. I mean, these guys have like five or six point fours, mm-hmm. which is not like the worst in the. But they're also six cat. That's six thousand. Yep, in so, solid matchups. In solid matchups, and you know they can score goals. Yep. So they have ceilings also. Keep going. We're playing Almiron again. Why not against Leicester? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Why not fifty five hundred? I these are these are the types of guys at these prices that I'd rather play midfielders at these prices. But the uh, thing is that maybe no, you not. play. Yeah, there are. Fifty-five. Yes, at that range. Yes, there is. We'll get to him. Okay. But I think that you could play like these guys and just go right down them. That's why I made the case in the beginning of this could be a slate in in cash games at least, where you could just go right down the middle practically, and be like, okay, that's fine. They're going to be. There's a number of, like, very different constructions you can go that I think we'll look at and say, okay, right, that, makes sense. that that right. I think, and then in GPP you could do those same types of constructions with different players as well. Yep. Because you got goal scorers down at the bottom and in the cheap end of the spectrum that could score a cheap goal, and you also have the ceiling guys at the top. Right. And and the ownership should be spread out fairly well enough. Is there anyone underneath? I was just about to ask you. I don't think right, so. Right, I don't think so. Right. Sorry, Nathan Redman. 
yeah, nobody else for me. Right. So at midfield, here, uh, here's the question. Should there be, like, is there a difference between playing De Bruyne and Madison that warrants the $1,200 difference? Me, a, a, a better way of putting it is, is that if I build a lineup that has Madison in it, should I go, is there a way for me to find 1200 to just get De Bruyne? I don't think, I don't think you can say it like that. Okay. I, th- I think you need to set up a very clear two v two or three v three. You have to see what okay. the other pieces are. Okay, but no, what, I don't. Are, in a vacuum, that, no, it's not. I don't think the twelve hundred is is something you need to do. Okay, so you would you also agree with the reverse of if you have De Bruyne in your lineup, you'd be like, why can't you just find the save the twelve hundred, get Madison, and improve some other slot? Maybe. If it's goalkeeper, I the, then I don't think it matters. But right, but I think that the twelve hundred dollar difference is probably warranted. Yes, I yes. think they're. I think these guys are. I think they're efficiently priced. Agreed. I mean, I'm going to say that the entire time. I think. I think the pricing this late is efficient. Mm-hmm. You're. I think that there's there, there's really no one that I'm looking at going like, oh that that guy's going to be popular because that's too cheap. Right. I mean, there's plenty of guys there where I'm like, that guy's not going to be owned because that's too expensive. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I could see that, but but I take a look at, at, at midfield. It's like if you're—I see builds where you're playing De Bruyne. I see builds where you're playing Madison. I see builds where you're playing neither of them. I don't see builds where you're playing both of them. I mean, I see them. I just don't think that that's optimal. I think that's the least optimal. Right. I think what are we doing? I think there's one player who might be a little underpriced. Okay. And it's Christian Eriksen. Okay, because I'm now we have to have that discussion mm-hmm. in this range, because this range is loaded. Loaded. This is the opportunity cost more than anything right. else. Okay. Let, let me let me list them because mm-hmm. I think there's one, two, three, four, I think six. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like I don't think like, there's really six. I think there's five and a half, and you're going to make it six. No, hold on. There's there's six. Okay, hold on. I'm going to say there's six from 6,900 and above. I know. Okay, okay. I just I thought maybe I was like, no, I'm not throwing in Deli Ali at 7,400. Yes, I know. That's, I know. I'm not making that game. Phil Foden not playing mm-hmm. at 7,700. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that exists. <laughs> uh, so here's the here's the range. Buendia, 8,100 at home to Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Erickson, Tottenham, 7,800. Ward Prowse. On the other side of that game, 7,600. Matinho, 7,200 away to Watford. And Snodgrass at home, 7,100. On the opposite side of the match, Ryan Frazier at 6,900. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have, like to me, like I'd rather just take three of these guys. Matinho right? was the half for me. Oh, that's the, you were on Matinho. You, you were I so far good with him. Yeah. To me, I view it the opposite way. I view it uh, almost like Ward Prowse is in that stock. I think they're at the bottom. Yeah, I, okay. It's just a matter of flipping who's the bottom one. Right. Like, if I'm playing three of these guys, I don't think I end up with either of them. Right. If In a perfect world, I'd play Buendia and Erickson. Yeah. I see that. Do you who's think the Buendia- third one you'd play? Because the, the, it's the third one that you're choosing over Madison or De Bruyne. Right. Well, the question I'm going to ask is that with the guys like Wendy at 8,100, 
Like you have Buendia probably has a lower ceiling than someone like Madison. Mm-hmm. But you can't question the floor, his floor. No. Even though they even though he plays for the worst team in the league. And but also understand Buendia's price is starting to rise to yeah. levels where he's a fi- where he will be efficient. So we're gonna get see, unlike Madison, Lester are actually a good team. Mm-hmm. So Lester, throughout the course of the remaining of the season, he's going to be priced around 10K in matches where he that the team the team is favored. Mm-hmm. Buendia is going to start being priced at 9,000 in in most of their games being an underdog. Yep, this is one of the few games <laughs> they're at home and technically a favorite. So yeah, at 8,100, are we going to look at any extra points for playing him at 8,100 now when he's 9,700 in three weeks? But I'm, but I'm making the case that Buendia may actually be underpriced. underpriced. Okay. Right. That if we look at two months from now when Buendia is 10,000 and go, did you remember that time that slayed on New Year's Day where he was at home and favored at 8,100 and put up 28 floor points? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we just, we played, we played, uh, I played John Matinho. Matinho. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I didn't, I didn't want to throw you in that bucket because I know you wouldn't mm-hmm. have done it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Throw me right? in the Frazier bucket. That's more right. likely for me. Can you believe I played Snodgrass? Right. Over, you know, something like that. Right. Ward Prowse. There's not like, we're going to look at that because he's a, a Monopoly set piece taker, playmaker on a team that plays no defense. Yeah. Against Crystal Palace. And they need points. Like, right. And they need, right. And they're at home. Mm-hmm. So that's why I look at Madison and go, What's really the differences between Madison's floor and and uh, and Buendia's floor? Is there? What's the difference? One point in the floor. Yeah. Um, no goal, no assist, no nothing. Like I just look. You could look at the game. You could look at. I mean, I look at the RotoWire stats and I go, "What makes like Buendia does, isn't even reliant? He's a set piece. Mon- he has set piece monopoly, and his floor isn't even all that reliant on set piece. Yeah. The the way that I'm looking at it is that I think uh, Erickson and obviously his spot is not guaranteed, but I think Erickson and Buendia are like firmly ahead of Ward Prowse, Matinho, Snodgrass and Frazier yeah. that I'm more likely to play Buendia, Erickson, Madison instead of tossing Madison to get Ward Prowse or Matinho. Like, how do you, how I, do you, Okay, hold on, hold on. Let, let me, let me, before I say, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Let me see what, okay, let's see. What, six, let me, I'm trying to put together this. Can I mean, you can, let's see, with this guy and that guy. I mean, I'm looking at it, so. Yeah, you could, you just have to punt both <laughs> defender slots. Uh, I mean, Which, there are playable guys that are cheap. Yeah, they're playable. I'm just saying that you're not paying up a defense. I mean, you're, you're not paying up you're a play, defender. You're playing 4K or below. You're playing that level, that range of defense. Yes. And then you still have to probably play like Zaha and Antonio together. Or you're playing yeah. Almiron. Okay, yeah, you yeah. could go down to Almiron. Okay, I see it. Yeah, you see it. And then there are defenders in the 4K range that are playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You could you could play this type of build. Right. So the, I think the, late... the way you're looking at it is, do I want to play Madison and a 4,500-ish and below defender? Or do I want to pay up for the defender spot, of which I think there's just one? And... Snodgrass or whoever. Right. Matinho, I'll right. say for you. Matinho. Right. 
and I don't know why you would like the, the Madison ceiling is just so much higher to me than like, I think that's why he's more expensive. And I think he's worth that extra money versus right. guys like Ward Prowse and Snodgrass. That, that's correct. No, I would agree with you. But I read the, that one, that difference of getting Madison really comes down to like, do you play someone like Zaha Antonio Almiron or do you play like Delafeu, Sar, Mora? Like, because you're going to need that thousand. Sure. Because that's how you're going to get from a Snodgrass. Well, that's how you're going to get up that you're mm-hmm. going to contribute how you get up to Madison because you're also paying down a goalkeeper. Yep. And with no Man City. Right. And just, with no Man City. Right, just so we're clear. Make, <laughs> right. We're making the case that you don't. Right. Like, look, we're talking about guys that have double digit floors as well as goal scoring ability, and they're not on Man City. Right. And you could have a lineup where Man City could score three or four goals and not be necessary. Right? I think the benefit is that uh, man, other than De Bruyne is the problem. But like other than De Bruyne, I don't think any of the forwards have enough ownership where if you don't have them, you're dead. Right. Right. Well, that that's that's the point. So looking past these guys. So now John Joe was we... very offended you didn't include him in that range. Oh, really? I'm not going to play him at 6,600 against Leicester. Okay. How, how do but I you not play get James Ward-Prowse against Spurs? Well, no, I don't want to do that either. Oh, okay. Just... okay. Well, you, I'm just saying you included him in the list. Right. I guess so. Yes, you're right. But I go down, and I know, I know his ceiling is through penalties. But if Milivojevic is over every dead ball, mm-hmm. and they're playing the the wor- the wor- they're the worst team in the league, yeah. they're they're in twentieth place, so yeah. they are the worst team in the league. He's fifty eight hundred. Mm-hmm. How how could that not how could he not be in play at that price? He's not seventy four hundred anymore. Like he's not he he's now priced down in a matchup where like this is a plus matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Would you rather Erickson and Buendia or De Bruyne and Milivojevic? I think it's close. You make it. I probably want Erickson and Buendia, but it's it's much closer. I think it's much closer than you'd think it is. Okay. I think Milivojevic is too much of an opportunity cost loss. I think that's that's the problem. Like I look at it in a vacuum and go, I could do that, but I think he's more useful. If you see Milivojevic in someone's lineup, it's quite probably because they have De Bruyne they, or, or they have Man one City of the Man City yep. forwards. Right. Like, that's that's the reason you're playing him. Yep. Which isn't bad. I mean. No, it's not. That's why yeah, we're saying, not playing we've been saying the whole time. We're saying these constructions are all like, they're so close enough that I don't think any of them. There's no, when I say optimal, that doesn't mean like there's one optimal. Sure. It's just like, it's optimal like I think playing both De Bruyne and Madison and forward and then midfield slots, that's it's viable. I don't think you're crazy to do it. I just don't think it's anywhere close to optimal. But I think a Milivojevic build like that is, I think that could easily be optimal. But I'm saying I'd rather play Milivojevic at 5,800 in a midfield spot than play Almiron in a midfield spot at 5,500. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, and I'd rather than Zaha or Antonio. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that, 
him as a midfielder. It's just that he doesn't. He's not forward eligible. So I like I have to use a midfield spot. And the problem is, is that look at what I'm passing up for not all that much more, fifteen hundred more, because I want to play Luka Milivojevic. <laughs> there isn't a drastically different path to go from what did we say before Erickson and Buendia to Milivojevic and De Bruyne like I think you could see De Bruyne Madison Milivojevic yeah no you could do that you're right and then you still have to do the two dinky you have to do the dinky do it forward yeah right and and defender because you end up having see that's why that's why I, I that's why I don't find it optimal yeah, I get it. It, 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 it. You're punting four. I mean, it, and you're punting goalkeeper. I mean, like that. It's just. It seems like you're you're sacrificing so much. It, it's not. It's not that it can't win in cash. It's just that you're relying so heavily on exceeding value in those two players. Yeah, I, I think, need to get them both right. Yeah, I think calling Sigurdsson and Almiron and Antonio punts is not fair. Well, are they offended? <laughs> I'm offended. Oh, you're a fan. Yeah, I don't think like I don't think playing one of that some, somehow playing Almiron at fifty five hundred is a punt, but playing seventy two for Sar is fine. Is not like yeah, that well, it's only because of price. I think I, you're right. <clears throat> That's what I mean. What like what's the difference? I, I if you look at the floors of these forwards, like really outside of the ceilings, what what really the difference between? I mean, like if you take but a look, I, I think the just, connotation is that like if you're punting, you're just like give me three points and hopefully and like that's not what's right. happening here. Yeah, but uh, you could get three points out of Sterling in some games. So like sure, like, with, so it is anyone at forward could be considered a punt. <laughs> well, okay, if you want to look at that, way. Right. I just think you're it's the the idea of playing Madison, De Bruyne, and Milivoy, whatever it was, like and you're like you're gonna have to punt these other positions. Like you're not. You're just paying down at the other ones. You're not. It, this isn't like a hail mary throw. The like you're not playing two center backs. Right. It's not as bad as we're making it sound like. No. That you're course. making it sound like. Right. But I just think it's, it's the barbell approach. It means that like Kevin De Bruyne and Madison like need to get 18 minimum. Yeah. For like maybe, you're maybe relying on <laughs> you. You can't. You can't get a a Madison 10 point game. Yeah. Yep. Like you can't get a Kevin De Bruyne 13 point game. Like you no. Know, they need to be. They need to be. 20, 20 plus yeah because you're not you're not that for you to get 10 to 12 out of those forwards typically involve having an assist or something like it's you're not they don't rack up peripherals enough but i feel like if i'm playing down the middle that i could get like i could get 12s across the entire board yep 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 like like that's so i, I don't have to rely on like it's quite possible if i play three midfielders that are not de bruyne or madison that Buendia could have 14. Erickson could have 14. Frazier and Snodgrass or whoever, you know, 14. And it's like, as long if, if Kevin De Bruyne and Madison also have 14, like, look I, I've, look how much salary I've saved. And at least now I'm playing a defender that got 10 points. Right. Now I'm playing a forward that got eight and a half points with no shot, with, with no goal and no assist. And then it matches the person that played Sterling and got eight and a half points for 4,000 more. Yeah, I think the the difficulty with the paying down in the at the forward spots is you're more likely to get a Sigurdsson recent median outcome than you are on the higher end of his like I don't want to call it a ceiling floor game, but like you're probably not getting 
18 peripheral points from Sigurdsson against Man City. Right. Um, which he's capable of, just not... It's unlikely in this matchup. So you're going in with the... Whereas, like, Saar is probably more likely to hit his upper-tier floor uh, based on his matchup. Right. I think at, I think at midfield... Outside of GPPs, like this range, like the 5K, even mid-4K range, I think it's like there's nothing. Yeah. I, I, the, the only way anything happens is if lineups get a little screwy. Right. Like if Snodgrass and Felipe don't start, you, you could play, play Lanzini. Lanzini. Yeah. Right, but we've done that before. Right, Albrighton's not going to be a play if man if. Uh, yeah, he's not playing. They're going to run a full strength. It's going to be the normal. They rotated right. they like rotated their entire yesterday. squad. Yeah, right. Yeah, so like, right. Yeah, this is a super dead zone. Right. Then once you get past it, there are options like in the low end. Yeah, I think if I think if McLean starts, I think he's perfectly viable at forty three hundred. Sure. And I think that if Jonjo doesn't start and Sean Long steps in, ah, I love I, it. I think he's perfectly viable at forty four hundred. The problem in cash games is that the opportunity cost here is tremendous. Well, you were talking about how much you liked Buendia. Like, you can't possibly go into the, this slate with Buendia and McLean. Why not? You could. You could. Why not? In you cash, could do that. I mean, yeah, it, it's a forty. It's a four K player. Who cares? I just I don't think that can I I just don't think that you need to use any of these midfielders. Yeah, yep. Like I just think the opportunity cost is so dramatic at midfield that like just play defenders in this range if you need. Like what I don't understand. Like these these would be guys that you play in GPP lines. Yep. You're playing a Ruben Neves. You're playing a yeah whoever whoever's in this range. And I think uh the best truthfully the best guy in this range is a guy that they 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 still have not priced up. For him starting is Max Meyer at thirty seven hundred. Yeah, facing Norwich. I'm still salty about that no goal this weekend. Well, that's that's VAR. They get things correct. Ugh. It was not. It, I'm it not blaming VAR. I'm blaming the offside right. rule. Right. Okay. That that which would be the more accurate thing to mm-hmm. blame. I got the whole thing on Twitter about that. Uh, you argue with people that have like, literally never read the rules. <laughs> like that's what that's what annoys me the yeah. most. It's like you, they're I, blaming I, VAR for accurately that, interpreting the rule. Right. That right. Just just for people that if, if you don't know soccer, the laws of the game, like off, there's no interpretation for offside. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're offside or you're not offside. Like there's no. Well, it was close. There's no such thing as close enough. Even if it's by one millimeter, if it, if a part of your body that could legally touch the ball is past the second to last defender, you are offside. End of story. Yep. Now, when p- people in in the like, well, how could someone like, well, they, if you if you, if they're going to review every goal, someone in a booth is going to determine that, and they have to either say that you're offside. They can't just say you're close enough. Right. Like once they decide you're onside, you are onside. You like this, it's not like handballs. It's not like fouls in the box. Those those are judgment calls. Like they will look at it and go, that's ah, not close enough for me to whatever. Mm-hmm. No, they will have a process of drawing that line. And you may say that the technology isn't good enough to draw it, but someone has to make that judgment. 
And to me, at least, uh, I don't mind there not being VAR, just that we have to deal with the fact that they're going to be wrong calls. Right. And, that's, and we've done that. We did that for, yeah. <laughs> right, which is perfectly fine. But if your goal is to get the calls correct, what they're doing is actually the best way of doing it, which is taking the onus out. Because what some people want is like, oh, if it's, if it's, if it's too close, don't even bother reviewing it. It's like, well, then who gets to decide when it's too close? Right. Because then now that's going to be the issue of the ref, the head referee, the center referee, determined it was too close for for us to go to VAR, and then after the game we see that he was clearly like a toe was off, like it, this would have been turned overturned, but they deemed it wasn't close enough, and then one that was close, like then you get into those arguments. So like if they just review all goals and just do it, that that would produce the most correct calls. Does it ruin the entertainment factor of the game? I absolutely agree with you. But then you're arguing a different point. Right. So I just I know it's a little side thing for that, but I see all the, the VAR sucks, VAR, like then you don't want the calls to be correct. And if you don't and if you think that the offside like well those shouldn't be considered offside. It's like, well then change then go to IFAB and change the rule change the laws of the game. Like that is the offside. That is. It, it doesn't matter if it's a millimeter. It doesn't matter if it's a hair. It's, it doesn't. Someone has to determine if it's off or on. Yep. There's no close enough. Close enough means that they're onside. Or close. I mean, there's, that's. So really, the goals that are being scored and overturned are not overturned goals. They were never goals to begin with. And because the uh, ARs are being told to not raise the flag because once right. they raise the flag then it's over then, yeah then, then it's over right because obviously a goalkeeper defender stops defend like you can't you can't take that back mm-hmm. same thing for a whistle in like an NFL football right game. right so like they're being told that if it's close enough keep the flag down to see what happens and then put it up mm-hmm. and then at least then we have but it's all under the guise of getting the call correct right so if you're arguing against it, you're saying that you like the old way of someone could someone could win the title in the league off of a goal that the phantom goal, right? Mm-hmm. Diego Maradona's handball. I mean, like <laughs> you're just you're, which is fine. I'm per, it, for entertainment sakes. It, it sucks that now in the Premier League that a team could score again. I mean, look, it's happened so many times that the game winning goal at 93rd minute, everyone goes nuts, and then VAR no goal. After a three-minute-long celebration or whatever, and it's like now everyone's pissed off. It's like, and then you look at the replay, and he's like, he's off by like, uh, by an armpit. Right. Right. And he'd be like, "Really? That's what we're doing?" It's like, "Well, that's the laws of the game." I'm sorry. That that's, that's the rules of the game. <laughs> so the rules of the game are: don't play Mark Noble <laughs> at 3,800 <laughs> against Bournemouth. Right. Yeah, I just don't see. I mean, I obviously see why you'd be here. Because I, I mean, if you're stacking Man City, then yeah, go nuts with any of these guys. But I see no reason otherwise to play any of them. Right. Not even Lewis Cook. No. Unless he's on the bench. Right. So are you playing for Diego Rico? Oh, a defender. I think he's the only one worth considering. But maybe that's because of the opportunity. Yeah. No, I don't think any of these guys are necessary. No, any of them, like literally any of them. 
Yeah, I've literally. been I've been I've been so that the, this this defenders on this slate. I'm like I'm nonplussed by anyone. I think like it's I'm literally I'm just looking, going. I don't see any definitive reason. Like they're all. I'm I'm looking, going. Oh, there. These are all efficiently priced players. Mm-hmm. I think Rico's a little underpriced if Frazier doesn't play. Right. Okay. But In other that than case. that, I think they're all fine. I think Chilwell right. forty eight's fine. Pereira at five thousand. Yeah. I think I think. If you're paying up, I think that's where I would go. Right. Um, I don't mind guys like uh, Cresswell. I was just about to say, I think Cresswell's actually solid there. I, I have no problem even playing Willems, right? Yep. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with uh, Johnny Yep. at 4200 I've no. I don't even have problems with their price down the Southampton fullbacks against Tottenham. Yeah, I think probably they're fine. avoid it, they're, but they're fine. I mean, Bertrand's 3900 Yeah, that's pretty cheap. If Masuako happens to be in for Cresswell, which I, I'm, I'm assuming not. But yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Right. He's better like Fredericks. than Fredericks. Fredericks is right, just awful. Yeah, but Kiko, mm-hmm. 3800 against Wolves is, okay, that's what he should be. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all, it's just fine two of these guys and whatever. I mean, I'm... I'm viewing the slate more as the defenders, like it's just whatever fits, whatever two. Like I'm, I think I'm paying somewhere around like maybe a total of like eighty five hundred mm-hmm. at best for <laughs> for right at bet right eighty five hundred at best for two defenders, mm-hmm. and maybe it's uh, Pereira Feminia, or maybe it's Cresswell Johnny, maybe it's you know, it's 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 some combination of that. Yeah. Like, And then whatever two you play, it's like I can't. I, yeah, okay. whatever. It's whatever, right? It's whatever it is. <laughs> there, I mean, there are enough. There are enough that you can play any of them. Like it's not like right. there are th- three that are so cheap that you're like, oh, everybody will be on these guys. So, right. Unless some major like rotation or something happens, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see any. I mean, just like it is. I mean, you, you got you got you got like ten options, yep. and you're playing two of them. Mm-hmm. And whichever two you play, typically we'll talk a little bit more about defender. But like, the differences between these guys are like, like fifty one forty nine decisions. Like, just put, draw two names out of a hat. Yeah, who cares? The goalkeeper is very important, actually. Uh, it's always important. In a non-Man City build, what? Why wouldn't you just play Pickford at thirty-seven hundred? Yeah, that's fine. I think there's actually a very clear reason why you don't do that. Oh, because because Man City is going to score a lot of goals, and that's not good. Well, I, that is the key. Um, but if you expect Man City to like, I think the reason why you're not playing Man City is not because you don't think that they're going to score. It's that we have no idea who it's going to be. Right. And if that's the case then you can't possibly play Pickford. I mean, you can't. It's goalkeeper. You could play. You of can. Course, of course. But Pickford, I'm saying... you give up four goals and have 15 points. But, I mean, it still doesn't matter. But I'm saying the reason yeah. we don't play guys is because we're like, oh, well, we have... we. I am playing Man City attackers, and I need them to score in order to to not play the, the opposing goalkeeper. But we're not going into this slate thinking Man City is going to disappoint. It's just I That's don't know right. who the guy is going to be. And so instead of choosing one... I'm literally going to choose none of them. 
but I'm right. not doing this because I think that they're going to be bad. It's like if they all get one goal, then I can avoid you didn't that. You need any of them, right. I think in GPP, you play Pickford. I mean, sure. that in a non-Man City bill, because that would be the ceiling right. of Man City putting exactly. up a donut. Exactly. But I, I, I think I, I'm more. I think I'm more inclined to find the 300 and get the Bruff. I agree. At home against Leicester. Yep. And I and in a in a lineup even with Madison, like Madison could put up 20 points without Leicester scoring. You need a high Madison floor game to make that work, though. True, but I mean, but it's pot, but it's like the Man City options. Like I don't. <laughs> I'm not getting enough shots out of the Man City players and the saves for right. to do both of them. Yes. But I mean, I think also, I mean, I think McCarthy at 4,400 is playable. Sure, of course. Sure. I mean, it's we're going to go. We always, <laughs> we're going to we do go, this, yeah. <laughs> right, we go ben through. Foster. And then like, it's just like, yeah, well, why not Foster? Yeah. I mean, are you playing any Wolves players? No. Yeah. So like, but, you can play uh, Guaita uh, against Buendia. Right. Yeah, it's all the same. But there's no, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I have a, any stronger take than the way that Man City's defense is this year. I can't possibly see paying for Edison at fifty nine hundred. No way. I play Schmeichel instead. I play, I play Joe Hart, and he's not even on the slate. No, can't do that. I was, uh, what was it? Oh, this past weekend, yeah. Did Pope get hurt? Sent off? Whatever it was. Joe Hart came know. on. And it was like, they're going to give up a goal. They're going to lose 6 nothing, And l- within like eight seconds, he gave up a goal. Mm. You don't want to play him. Um, do you not see... I mean, I know it sounds silly, but like you don't see the taking Ederson instead of the Man City. I don't... You're, you're, you're going to come at me saying <laughs> that, like, well, the 10 points that Ederson is obviously going to get. Yeah. You're going to give me the Schmeichel take from two weeks ago? Yeah. That he, oh, he has a 10-point floor. Yeah. Man City, the, the, this last game was like their first clean sheet in like forever. So they, so they figured it out. They're, they've got oh, a yeah, 100% right. they, clean they, they, sheet rate in their last they one. They figured game. it out. with the, They have like one healthy center back. Yeah, yeah, great. And a kid playing in the midfield. I mean, like, they're not a, they're not as big of a favorite. Like, Ederson at 5,900 would be the same as if Man City were a minus 1,200 favorite. What? In that case, sure, okay, fine. But uh, they're not... Uh, Man City aren't... I mean, really, if we want to think about it, like, I think there's a gap between Man City and Liverpool. Oh, of course. But, I mean, last year we thought in terms... And even earlier this year, we go Man City, Liverpool, and then the next four teams. Now I think of it as Liverpool, then a gap, then Man City, then a gap, then the next four teams. And then you could even shove in Leicester into that. The next five teams, and then maybe even say Arsenal is not even worth it if even being part of that. Company. No, I, I I think attacking wise, it's it's exactly the same. Right. I don't think attacking wise, right? Yeah. Leicester but actually has up. better clean sheet odds than Man City. Who? Leicester. Right. So I'm saying, but to me, I I don't Michael. view Ederson like like Al, if this was Liverpool and it was Allison, I'm much more inclined to play if this was Liverpool versus Everton. I'm much more confident in Liverpool's defense than Man City's defense. Okay. Because really you're betting, you're not betting on the goalkeeper when you're playing that price at a favor. You're betting on a basically a clean sheet win. Right. You you need the clean sheet win. Right. Yeah. All right. But like I said, just put put in the, the artificial intelligence and just 
We could have plugged in any person's names. We, maybe this is. This is it. Maybe this is the AI conversation. <laughs> it's putting in the prices and everything. It even it even knew to put in the Joe Hart reference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very advanced. Yeah. All we need is Juan Mata and we'll be set. Anybody has any final questions for Jordan? He's on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. Um, available in the Rotowire Discord chat as well, which is open for all subscribers. If you are not a subscriber, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial and get 10 free days on the site. Uh, no credit card required. So use, uh, use that to get some help on this uh, New Year's Day slate. Jordan, thank you for that. And uh, happy New Year. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.